Hi, this is Percy Cardona, and you're listening to the Texas Music Spotlight. Welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julie. Hello and welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight, TMS Musicos. What a way to end the year. This is our last episode of the year, and happy holidays to you guys. Uh, we'll be starting up again in 2018 sometime in January, so be on the lookout for that. But this will be the last episode until then. Hope you're having a great holiday season. I know we are. We're getting ready for for Christmas and New Year's and all that good stuff. And what a way to end uh, the year with, uh, with this last interview with a very special guest, Percy Cardona. He's the accordion player for Sting and also does background vocals for Sting, too, and we get into that as well. Uh, I do want to tell you about a few things before we get into that interview. Uh, be sure to vote for us. Uh, we were nominated for San Antonio Magazine's Best Podcast, one of four podcasts nominated, so be sure to go to, uh, vote for that. You can find us. You can find that link on Facebook, uh, Texas Music Pod. That's facebook.com slash Texas Music Pod. You can find that link there. Uh, to vote for us and keep us, make us happy, make us win. We want to win this thing. Uh, there's no awards or anything. We just, we just want to win the damn thing. And also, there'll be a link in the notes section to be able to vote for that. It'd be cool if we won. We would thank all of you. We know that uh, it's it's because of you guys that we still exist. Also, thanks to everyone listening from all around the world. Of course, the U.S. Uh, I'm looking at our stats right now. The U.S., Canada, uh, United Kingdom, Mexico, Australia, Japan, Russia, Germany. Netherlands, South Africa, France, India, Poland, Italy, Brazil, Portugal, uh, Singapore, Lithuania, Belgium. Man, it goes on and on. Thank you guys for listening. We do, we truly do appreciate you guys, and we're seeing you in our stats listening to the show. We appreciate you guys. Uh, so if you can, you you can also go to the link and vote for us too. If you wanna, if you want us to win our little San Antonio Best of uh, 2018, I believe Best of 2017, but it comes out. Uh, you had you can vote till the end of the month, December. December 31st, I believe. You can vote until then. So get out there and vote for us. And we'd really appreciate that. Be sure to hit up our social media, Facebook and Twitter, at Texas Music Pod, Instagram, at Texas Music Podcast. Now, remember, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, be sure to like that because I do my segments live as they happen and I record them live uh, on Facebook Live. So it's it's always fun. And you'll hear me say that, uh, say shout outs to all the people who are joining us. And I'll, if, you, if you're in there, I'll call out your name, or at least I'll try. Uh, those are those are always fun to watch because you see the the raw unedited version of those interviews and they can get they can get interesting at times and you can always see the past interviews I've done with TMS Musicos all the past ones that I've done there on Facebook Live and we're gonna do some more video stuff coming up next year so be sure to go to like that like the Facebook page and for more video content all right so let's get into the who we got here Percy Cardona Percy Cardona is the official accordion player for Sting on his 57th and 9th tour. We're actually going to talk about how, how he started playing, how his, uh, he was influenced by his father played and his uncles played, and they all played conjunto music. And, say, and even though as a young child he didn't, had no interest in music, uh, he eventually got into it and how the movie, what movie influenced him to actually pick up the keyboard. You'll, you'll hear about that. And then uh, all the different instruments he plays. I know he plays uh, percussion, drums, uh, bass, and and whatever else he sings and accordion and and um there's a couple of instruments he doesn't play and he actually goes into that 
He's from Big Wells, Texas, made the move to San Antonio to pursue the Tano music industry. And he's played with some, such people as uh, Ruth, Trisha, Patti Torres, Grupo Alamo, Stephanie Montiel, the last Bandoleros, and of course Sting, his current gig with Sting. And uh, we get into a lot of things and how, how he got that gig and, and how he uh, how he was asked by the manager and, and what what led up to that scenario there. Uh, we also talk about his solo album. He's got a solo album. You're actually going to hear a tune, uh, a portion of the song, one of the songs from that album that he released a while back, I believe in 2009 or something like that, that was influenced by Dream Theater. And uh, <laughs> we talk about that, so it's really cool. And I do want to thank uh, Honer Accordions, who he's he is sponsored by Honer Accordions, and 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 such a that's one of the things we talked about after the recording, and and how how helpful those guys have been to to him in in uh, in his career. So thanks to Honer and supporting the Hanum, not only uh, not only Percy, but supporting the Hanum music in general. We appreciate that. So. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. It's a long one. It's a good one. Check it out all the way to the end. It's a lot of fun. So here's some music from Percy Cardona off the self-titled uh, CD, album, whatever you want to call it. Pick it up on iTunes. It's called Disculpame. Check it out. After that, the interview, it's a good one. Listen to it. Say who he plays with yet? So I mean, because it's several bands, right? It's several bands that you're playing with. A few and bands, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a few bands. So uh, the thing about the podcast, what I really like about the podcast is I get to I know very little about you, right? But I've heard good things of you That's from cool. other from other people. Okay, they're lies. They're, they're all <laughs> lies. <laughs> <They're all> lies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there, I just said, man, and, and then I've seen you in the room a few times. Like, well, I got to get this guy in here. Yeah, you know, just to see what the hell he's all about. And then I know you're, play- of course, you're playing with the Nevada Boys, and and that uh, I've watched you progress from the outside, not even knowing you. Like, right, get this guy in here. So, Percy, well, thank you. First, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I really it's an honor being here. Yeah, and like you said, I, I you know I'll pop into the chat rooms or whatever, and I, I really love the setup you have here, and I, I like what you're doing for uh, Texas musicians and, and Texas Any, music right? in general. It's, we, it's great. We don't. We I think every musician has a voice. Yeah, we just don't always get to to express it because it's always the front man. It's always yeah, the yeah, front and man. you 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 know you've uh, interviewed some of my friends too. So yeah, you know I'll I'll watch the I'll watch the show. My my voice is going crazy right now. <laughs> allergies, right? <clears throat> allergies, yeah, so. allergies. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the first of many cracks. But uh, you've interviewed a lot of my friends, and there's a lot of things I didn't even know. It's right? Like, wow, this is great. You know, it's, this is a this is a great setup. I, I'm, a, I'm I'm ecstatic to be here. I try and get in there and, and and poke around a little bit, and hopefully I can get uh, 
some of the some of the the juicy stuff out of you. <laughs> did you see my message? Yeah, you know, I did see that. I didn't get to uh, message back, but I, I'm, I'm a boring guy. I have zero cheese. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I texted uh, I texted uh, Percy through Facebook. I said, I hope you're bringing cheese tomorrow. But uh, no. No cheese here. I mean, if, that's only if you want to. It, it's it's a little. Uh, I, have, I have some interesting stuff. I think maybe. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, first of all, Percy, how did why? How did you get started in music? Started in as music. A kid? I got I mean, started. What's your earliest memory of? of, of um, well, my father um, oh, okay. is a singer, and really? uh, when and all my uncles play. They had a band oh. Los Hermanos Cardona from Big oh, Wells, okay. Texas. Yeah. So they. They toured, not toured, but they uh, traveled just their little... The regional? Yeah, you yeah. know, Cthulhu and uh, Dilly. Was it Mex- um, uh, Hispanic? It was Conjunto. Conjunto. Yeah. Oh, badass. Yeah. And so my uncles and, and my father are like, hey, you know, you want to you wanna join in? And I'm like, nope. I, I had zero interest no in interest. music. How old, I, you, I was, how old were you then? Uh, I was, um, I don't know, nine so you, eight or nine. You would watch him play. Or? I'd watch him play, and as I don't know, I want to go play tag. You know, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I, I, so I did. The, so the stuff was going on around you. You just right. had no interest to be like, ah, oh, it's just well it's normal. Maybe saying no interest is maybe it's a little, it's a little harsh. But <laughs> I had some interest. But you, I, I, was to be a kid I was first, a kid. Right. Yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, and, and I was actually more into sports than anything. I was oh, okay. You know, uh, what was your what was your sport? Oh, football. Oh, yeah. I, I am. Who's your team? Who's my team? Yeah, right now. It it used to be the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Uh, and it, it still is, but I, I, I play fantasy football, so now I okay. pay attention to all teams. Right. So I'm now just a general football fan. I pay attention to everybody. <laughs> it, as far as the NFL, the college is, it's too convoluted. So if someone's going to buy you a jersey, football jersey, who, who would you rather they buy you? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if, if, it, if it's an NFL team, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. You'll wear whatever, right? Well, you know, actually, I take that back. No NFC East teams. Giants, <laughs> Eagles, Redskins. I'm programmed to hate those teams. So maybe not them, but anybody else is fine. Okay. You heard it. If you're going to buy Percy a, a jersey, <laughs> buy him anything but the NSEs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. going back, so your, your family was doing music around you. Uh, you were, you were still a kid. You, you, you knew it existed. Mm-hmm. You were, it was it just kind of a normal thing because that's where you brought up. It right. wasn't like, oh, wow, they're playing music. It's like, yeah, I didn't oh, think, they're playing music. It's, right. It's yeah. It do. was, it was as, what they do. As, as simple as, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't think of a good analogy. <laughs> like many moms cook dinner. For right, the, you know, right. Oh, yeah, mom's cooking. Whatever. Or dad's working on the car. Yeah, That's just yeah, what so, he does. Yeah, something like that. So, oh, my dad's playing with his friends again, right. singing, and everyone's dancing, and everyone's having a great time. But that's... <laughs> It was just normal. It was a normal thing. So at what point that you said they asked you if you're interested and you're like... Yeah, you know, they... they uh, my father really pushed it on me. Actually, he, did like, he? he? He was trying. He was trying his best. What did he and, want you to play? Oh, he just wanted me to just get in, do in, anything. anything. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not into it. <laughs> and as soon as he stopped, he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to leave him alone. He doesn't want to do it. As soon as he stopped, like, yeah, well, I want to try it now. <laughs> I, I was just being a rebellious kid. Right, I just, right. Just, you know, I wanted it to be my decision. Right, just because you want me to do it, I'm not going to do it. But right. you don't want me to do it. Eh, yeah, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> actually, um, and I wrote this down on a blog of mine and uh, on my website, which I'll promote later. Uh, <laughs> Percy Cardona dot com. Um, I uh, I watched the movie Big uh-huh. with Tom Hanks, right? And so this scene came out where you know where him and his boss uh, step on the piano, the, the big, piano, yeah. yeah, and they start playing the piano. I was like, yeah. wow, that is so cool. And so my sister had a little toy Yamaha piano, so I got it and I started like, trying to match whatever. You but you know, well the scene was over and there wasn't any DVR back then, so right. So I was like, well. You know, what song do I know? So I know the Star Spangled Banner. You know, you hear it every time on sporting events and whatnot. So I, I would sing it and then just try to match the note. Right. I'd, and uh, 
So I get the first note, then the second, then the third, and I just, oh, so okay. it started to make sense to you, like, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I'm creating this melody that right. I hear in my head, yeah, because you, it's so ingrained. Because I had the same kind of experience when I was a kid. Oh, really? Uh, mine was somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, and yeah. I, I had a little a little piano, and I heard the octaves, and I was like, oh, it sounds like someone, bah. right? Yeah. And then I figured out the rest, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And that's kind of where my my thing started too. Right. So it's funny you say that. Yeah. So from the movie Big, yeah, <laughs> from the movie Big. Well, actually, my parents and we actually had company too. And so they oh, came, so you were doing it in front of them? I was. Well, I was doing it in the living room. They were in the dining room or something. Uh-huh. They were having an adult night. Yeah, you know, I was. Just, they they, were, they like, were like, "Go watch TV," and I was just watching TV. But they heard me playing the piano, and my dad came and said, "Who taught you that?" I said, <laughs> "No one. I'm just learning right now. I'm just. I don't know it yet." And then he goes, "But who taught you what you know?" Right. I go, "Nothing. I'm not done." And I, I kind of dismissed <laughs> him, like, "I'm still busy, Dad." Right. You didn't know what was and, going on, but he knew. What was oh going yeah, on. he yeah he he knew it right away. So then I was, um, I finished the song, and of course they were all like. We need to buy you a keyboard, you know? <laughs> and so... Um, you need to get a gig this weekend. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, then, uh, you know, again, I, I had finally taken some interest in, in music. And I was like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll play some keyboard. You know, so we, he, he bought me something. and So I, from, I, from that one whole instance, your dad said, Let's get him a keyboard, get him going. He's yeah. got, he got the interest. Well, he asked me. He, yeah, he, he knew. Right. If he said, we're buying you this keyboard and you're going <laughs> to learn it because you got an ear. If he did that, I know I would have. Right. You know, I would have been out. Was it know. more like, oh, you know, maybe. No, he asked try, me. Want to try it on a bigger one? Yeah, he goes, you, whatever, get, a, get you a bigger one. You think you, you, you know, play with it a little bit? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And so he got me that and I started just messing around. And, and then, uh, yeah, I just. Um, after that, my dad had a. I didn't know this at the time, but my. Uh, my mom told me this story later is that um, my dad was uh, drinking with some guys at a bar uh-huh. and uh, the, a friend of his, um, his daughter was a singer in Carrizo Springs. That's about 20 minutes from where I live, right. Big Wells, Texas. So, um, and my dad was like, oh, my son, he's, and he was just proud of me. He was right, like, right. he picks everything up by ear. He just uses his ear and he he can pick up anything. And then so, hey, well, we're looking for a keyboard player. Well, and how old were you this time? Oh, the, I was... 13 I was 12 when I picked up the, my toy keyboard and started messing around right but I think when I f- started playing with bands 13 14 which is late really I mean most musicians well, they start at depends. 9 but if you're I mean you're still not in the industry yet you're still right. learning so mm-hmm. at, at 12 or 13 13 your dad wants is trying to get you in a band with with this group yeah 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 13 14 and and uh, I was like yeah that sounds like fun so I get in the band um this guy named Tony Gomez, he was the bass player, and he uh, is from Crystal City, and so he knows a lot of music theory. And he was, right. you know, he was like, "I'll, I'll just teach, I'll teach Percy what he needs to know." And he really like, you know, so that was took your... a lot of his time to to, to so teach up me to, a lot up of to that music. point. It was all strictly by ear. You learned it was all tunes. strictly ear. And yeah. was it Tejano tunes or were you learning? It was Tejano tunes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was uh, nothing formal. Were you doing chords or were you doing just the lead lines? No, no, I, I started doing chords actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at first, I I just would just. Just tell me the notes and I'll learn it. And he's like, no, no, no. I want you to learn the chords. You know, right. like that, that, you know, you don't have to memorize every single note. You know, you can, you can just fi- figure out the key. And you know, I mean, obviously, right. obviously right. you know. Why am I explaining <laughs> no, no, it to no, you? No, you know, <laughs> people don't know. <laughs> yeah. Listening. So, um, yeah. So I, so he started to teach me. Oh, actually, they put me in front of this. Uh, they got the old keyboard player back um, just for one one practice. Okay. Just so I could see, like, well, this is what we want you to do. And this uh, guy was amazing. His name is uh, Raymond Herring. <laughs> You're like, you want to do what? Yeah, I was looking at him like, uh, should I quit now? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just wasting their time. Um, but no, he was great. He was playing chords with one hand and doing the melodies with the other. 
And of course, he's switching and he has the splits here and there right, and whatnot. Right. And I was like, wow, man, that's that's really impressive. And then so then so he's great. He's like, come on, come on. Let me let me teach you, too. So everyone kind of had a hand in teaching me. But I think um, everyone could see that I could I could pick it up quickly. Right. Everyone knew that I, I definitely had an ear for music, but I just needed a little bit of direction. Right. You right. know, and, and so and that's nice because. Well, I mean, I get it because you're a kid. So I'm like, okay, he's still a kid. Let's show him what we can. Mm-hmm. You know, because as, as an adult, that, that kind of goes away. You know, people wanting to share things yeah. with other people. Well, sad. it depends. It it's depends sad. on it who depends it is. At, I, right? I, I personally like to it, share a lot of things. In our industry, but... in the Tejano, well, the Tejano industry, it's, there is a lot of that, right? Where it's... I think it's, you know what? This is just me being the optimist that I am. But I think right. it's turning around. I think, oh, good. I, I think people are now <laughs> sharing more stuff and... Yeah, I think there was a dark age. Everyone was like, I'm better than you. I'm not going to show you anything that I know. You know. Like they'd be playing some lick and they turn around and they right, see the guitar right. player they know. Uh, but I, I think I think that's I think it's coming back around. Good. Yeah. So th- these these people take you under their wing and these are older cats too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Old, so they're showing you their, their stuff and right. you're playing with this band. Do you remember your, your first keyboard? Yeah. What was it? It's a Korg ONW FD. That was your first one. That's my very uh, my first and last one. Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was. Uh, it, it's getting fixed as we speak. So, <laughs> oh, good. shout out to uh, Eddie Perez who's, yeah. in, who's in the room actually. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, if you're joining us on Facebook Live, uh, Ronnie Saldana, Andy Izaguirre, Gabriel Romo, Greg Menchaca, Eddie Perez, Leonard Guerra, uh, James Garcia, Ray Artiaga, Christine Hinojosa, Christina Hinojosa. Oh, nice uh, uh, alumni. If you. Uh, TMS alumni, <laughs> Salvin, uh, Tony Benavides, Roger Bermea, uh, Melissa Perez. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, Mark, Mark Lindsay, hello from Houston. Dora Are- Arelia Ponce, hello from Big Wells. Ronnie Percy's one of the coolest dudes I know, man. Awesome. Uh, Tim Smith, hello from North Carolina. Nice. Laura Cardona Espinosa, hi, cuz. Ariel <laughs> Hinosa, Percy. All right. So everybody joining us on Facebook Live. Ray, enjoying the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, if you're joining us on the, on the Facebook Live, uh, keep in mind this is an audio podcast. It's just uh, it's an added feature with the Facebook Live. And thank you for joining us on Facebook Live. We appreciate it. Be sure to check out the podcast at Texas Music Spotlight. Uh, so, Percy, from there, you got your first band. You're getting your feet wet. Mm-hmm. You're you're learning some stuff from these cats. What Where do you go from there? From there, um, what do I do? Oh, I go to a high school. I go to okay. high school. I get, so get you were the marching never, band. Were you, oh, I was gonna, just going to ask you, were you, if you were ever in, in the in the band program. M- marching and jazz. So just in high school, not middle school? No, no. Uh, I'm from... Uh, Big Wells has 700 people population. I, I like to say six, well, 699 because now, I'm here. Right. But when I get back, <laughs> seven. Yeah, I told you that joke the other day, didn't <laughs> I? Think I? So, <laughs> so um, yeah. So we didn't have a, a music program in my school. In middle school. In, in, in middle school. So when I went to high school, that's my first, um, as so, far as like marching bands or anything. So what like did you play? I played uh, well cymbals at first, and then I moved to marimba. So they stuck you in percussion. Yeah, they stuck me in percussion. Because yeah, keyboard. And well, I didn't know how to read music, and oh, okay. and you have to read music for jazz yeah. or for uh, marching bands. Yeah, and so um, they put me in this little little remedial class so I could learn, uh, and I had a lot of catching up to do. Right. Uh, but of course, I had an ear for music, so I would just I would I would read enough to get by, but then I would I would hear what I'm playing. Right. And I'd remember. I was like, oh, I, I know how it goes, and. I would At just, that point, is it, is it just association to what yeah. you really can hear? Okay, that, that if I heard someone that else equals play that, it, and, right? Or if I hear a melody, I can figure it out. That's what he's doing. That's what it looks like on paper. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's, so I that, imagine it's tough. I I still don't uh, write or read music very well. I mean, it's I can do it, but it's it's still it's still very. I can't sight read at all. Right. It's, it's very slow. Uh, but I don't I don't really lean on that. I just I just kind of use my ear. So your percussion days in in uh, in high school. 
band program you you were marching mm-hmm. did yeah you, did you enjoy that i was yeah i was actually that, that was a great great time yeah I, we were good we were really good you know in in retrospect yeah right. and most people think that they're yeah. great and then <laughs> look back oh man that's awful <laughs> but uh yeah we got uh we didn't we never went to state but we got alternate two years okay. you, you go you you compete every two years right and so my sophomore year, you know, we got alternate, and then senior year we got alternate. And did you stay percussion the whole way? Yeah, well, I I started on cymbals, and then when I progressed, I went to uh, to uh, xylophone and and whatnot. But I actually had I, my senior year, I had like a little drum set, like a little mini drum set. I didn't have uh-huh. a, a kick drum, but it was I was standing up, and I had like little toms and some hats, and you know, I I just started playing a lot of percussion. So that how, way. how was it going from keyboards into percussion or drums? I mean, was it um, I think I mean, the band director uh, knew my timing was was pretty good, and so he would put me on things that um, that was very loud. Like like I had this cowbell. This is before Saturday Night Live, <laughs> but uh, there was this percussion feature that it was really really intricate. I mean, there was like you know counter, counter melodies, all this syncopated stuff, and people couldn't march to it. I mean, they they tried to, but everyone was just getting out of step. So he just gave me a cowbell. He's like, just just do the downbeat for these guys. So I started. You know, playing the cowbell like crazy on the downbeat, and uh, and yeah, ev- everyone just would say afterwards, "We're just following your cowbell. We don't know what the percussion's playing." <laughs> but uh, but it was great. It was a great uh, feature and um, a percussion but feature. At, at this point, I mean, you're you're playing keyboard. I'm imagining you love playing the Tejano mm-hmm. stuff that you were playing before. Yeah, I mean, the transition into into the band program as a different and a different instrument too. At that, I yeah. mean, is it a hard transition? Is it? Did you? I mean, obviously, you said you enjoyed it, so I guess you enjoyed the percussion. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think at that time I was just a sponge. I wanted to learn as much okay. as I could. Um, at that time, um, I started picking up accordion uh, during my high school days. During high school, you picked up accordion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, because I loved it. <laughs> I remember hearing uh, the David Garza. Uh, Which one? Thirteen ninety two. Oh. That I heard, I heard that one. That'll do it. <laughs> and uh, you know, besides the crispy symbols. <laughs> <laughs> that album was great, and uh, I'm. <laughs> you hear it, everybody hears it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, so uh, no, but I I thought, oh man, that sounds great, and um, and I would see, I mean, um, I would see accordion players around me too, and I just, I just, like, I knew I wanted to play accordion. I just, you know, I was like, well, I'm a keyboard player. I should stick to keyboards, and then, right, and then, um, how how old were you when you actually picked it up and started um, learning? I definitely was in high school already. So I guess I was 15, 14 or 15? 15. 15. I, I was 15. So not only are you going, hold on, I'm trying to grasp this. So oh, not yeah. Not only coming from a keyboard player, uh-huh. from a keyboard concept, which are all different concepts, keyboard and, and, and going to percussions, and then you're picking up accordion. And I say it's because accordion always fucks with me. You know? yeah. I was just like, <laughs> God damn it. How the fuck does this work? You know? Yeah. I just, I never understand. I understand it. I don't get why it does it. It's, it's like, you know, in one and out the other. You know, it, knows, it, like, I... <sighs> I hear that all the time and I always I have this dumbest answer but it's true. It doesn't make sense until it does. Like <laughs> <laughs> like I remember first learning the accordion actually to rewind a little bit I actually got the the piano accordion at first. Oh, okay. Cuz I was like oh I play I play piano okay, so that you way. Related to that. So so I just did that but I I was so short and so scrawny at that time I couldn't pick up the I couldn't stand up with that thing. It was too big. It was so heavy. So they're like this is get him a button accordion. So they got me a button accordion. I was able to stand. Who said get you a button accordion? Oh my uncle. Like, no, yeah, they like, well, no my dad related. too. Yeah, they were like he's he can't stand up. <laughs> he can't play this thing. And who you know 
um, I was I was four eleven when I was a freshman. Uh-huh. So I mean, people thought, well, maybe he's just going to stay small. <laughs> so we might as well get him something that he's going to he can play now. <laughs> uh, thank goodness that I grew. Oh my goodness! But anyway, so um, so when I got the button accordion. Um, I, I remember. I remember. I got a paper and I put some circles that looked like the, the right, accordion. Right. And so um, I would play one note, play the keyboard, and find it, write it down. And I, I had two pages. I had one for the ins and one for the out. So when I pushed and pulled, I could I could tell where I'm supposed to go. So I would learn on the keyboard first, and then I would play it on the accordion, and I would use the really? chart. But then you know you do that enough times. After a while, I didn't need the keyboard anymore. I just that's I, interesting because that's that's I don't think I've ever heard anybody learn to play the accordion that way. I mean, I've seen people make diagrams and stuff like that, but it's always pattern-based. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I did eventually see the pattern, but I learned that way first. Hmm. And um, I had some good advice uh, by an accordion player named Juan Lopez. He's from Carrizo Springs. Mm-hmm. And so he was... Uh, and, I, and I had asked him, hey, teach me a little bit, teach me a little bit, because, you know, it worked with every other instrument. Right. But he was like, no, 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 nobody, no one should teach you. Don't, don't learn from anybody. Just, as a matter of fact, don't even learn, like you know like popular songs just just do what you're doing because you're creating a style for yourself and apply like, it to the accordion right right he goes he goes um because you, you you'll an accordion accordions are very um they're very expressive and they're very like intimate as far as like styles like when you hear steve jordan you can hear oh it's steve jordan right. or flaco right. or what, whoever right. it is there's a personality that comes out through the accordion and so a lot of people who are fans of someone will sound like them just by default right. And so he was like, you really got something here. You know, you're, you're doing something really, really different. So you should really stick with that. And then that way you'll kind of, you, you'll have your own style. And that, that's, you know, that was, a, that was great advice. I'm so glad he did that. Cause I, I couldn't, it was weird because when I did play accordion and I did start playing with local bands as I'm in high school, uh-huh. um, I, uh, they were like, oh, play, uh, Play Rama de Mesquita. I'm like, I don't, I don't know it. And they're like, how do you not know it? You're an accordion player. Uh, I was told not to learn other stuff. <laughs> so what were you learning? Well, uh, well, luckily, I was playing with bands that had original music. Oh, okay. So I so was trying already, to incorporate. That young already creating your own oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I was, I was trying so to stay away. where were you driving your, lick, deriving your licks from? Where, where oh, did, I was just trying new stuff. Just, tried, let me try this. and oh, that's Because it, that's it all... Like, Kind of comes from somewhere anyway, even if you don't. Yeah, even you, you don't learn it, you still hear it. Yeah, kind of. There's still some impact, but it, right, right. Not, I mean, no, I, I get it. I get it. I yeah, know, I know what you're saying. So there's there's some influence, but not because you learned it, because you've heard things, mm-hmm. whether it be any kind of music, right? Because right. you're not in, not only influenced by Tejano music, but if if you heard a rock song, there's a lick in there. You can you're gonna be able to apply that to the accordion. As right, well, right. Yeah, which is unique because I don't I don't think uh, a lot of accordion players learn that way. No, they they learn patterns and then they, they learn, learn songs. They, yeah, they learn songs, songs and then Polkas. and then of course they go out on their own. But I I, I did it in, I did it in reverse. You know, I, I I was just trying to see what what sounds good and how does I, how can I incorporate that in music? So, and of course I knew chord progressions at that time, so I was able to really you know use those scales and chords to so, to to figure out my my own style. So I guess the big question now is do you, do you do you know Ramana Mesquite now? No. <laughs> I, don't, I still don't know. You know what? Uh, Emilio asked me to learn it. And I, I started taking it out. And um, whenever I play other people's stuff, this the best way I could put it, it sounds like I'm, it feels like I'm playing left-handed. You know, like everyone's style is so different from mine. And so it's, it, I struggle with, with stuff that everyone can play, which is really, really odd. Huh. 
Okay. All right. So now you're picking up accordion in high school. Yeah. You're doing some gigs now? Yeah, yeah. I'm playing with... Uh, Are you strictly with accordion now? As, I'm doing both. As far as gig-wise. I'm doing both. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing keyboards. I'm doing accordion. And you're um, in high school percussion. So you've got high, a... High school percussion. You've got a, a full plate of music. Right. On, on, uh, on I play the... with this band uh, called Sentencia. It's Sentencia. Back from from uh, Carrizo Springs. And so... Uh, just that, you know, they would play a lot of Selena songs, but they had a lot of originals too. And, uh, so they had a drum machine, so I would run the drum machine. So I was already, um, I was singing, playing keyboards, playing accordion, and run the drum machine all at once. you singing? Yeah, yeah. I started singing. Well, they needed help. It, it, <laughs> we, we need more vocalists. So I was like, well, I, I can sing a little bit. My dad used to sing. Uh, I never sang lead because my dad has a huge baritone voice. Uh-huh. And um, I I am not blessed with that voice. <laughs> I have this I don't know tenor alto kind of no, it's not even tenor. It's like alto soprano ish male. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> so I really had to find myself as far as playing uh, you know singing lead vocals, and that came later. But harmonies I could do, and I can get all the high pitches. You know I was so little and squeaky, so I was I was able so to do. So all the rise, you're doing you're doing some gigs with this band now, and you're you're doing percussion, you're doing marching band. You've got a lot of stuff going on in high yeah. school. Oh yeah. What happens to you after high school? After high school uh i ended up coming to san antonio to because i you know i was a big fish in a small pond over there and i was like well right. let, let's see what i got you know let's see if i can if i can if i can make it out in san antonio the big city of san antonio i, right, I couldn't right. wait the Donald capital of the world yeah right? of course and i so i get i get in uh the first band that i get with is uh ruth uh you remember her Toquecito? yeah, yeah. Uh, she was no, she's best known for Toquecito. Uh-huh. so i played according for her for a while i played with uh with Trisha, she had that song Suavecito. I played with uh, Patsy Torres, and we did the that Positive Force tour, yeah, and that 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 one was keyboard. I and think accordion. Patsy's a, a rite of passage. Yeah, because... everyone's kind of gone through there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went through. I went through there back in uh, eighty nine, ninety. Okay. I believe. Long time ago, first. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Patsy visited my school, so it was crazy. I I actually saw her show as a student. Oh, really? And then I ended up being part of the part of the group. Later oh, on, nice, nice. So you yeah. come back to San Antonio, or you come to San Antonio, not come back. So you come to San Antonio to, to see what you, you were, if you can make your mark here. And yeah, you, you, you know, up it, some gigs. How long were these were these gigs with these these bands? Were uh, they short runs or a couple of years? Yeah, a couple of years. I I had to learn a lot. Um, I really, yeah, I really got slammed back down the earth because you know everyone just kind of knew everything. Where I was right. from, you know. When I was in bands, you know, I would I would kind of help. Oh, I think it goes here. I think it goes there, or whatever. But in San Antonio, everyone knew their parts, you know, right. and so, and they would just kind of learn on the fly. It's like, well, I'm not quite there yet. But I remember thinking, I remember being insecure about it. I remember I remember being like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not as I'm I'm pretty green, and I don't know how to how to not how to not be green. So I was just like, oh yeah, I can do this. I could do like you know, I, I kind of. You know, puff my chest out a little bit, so but, have, but everybody have, could see that. Yeah, but did you have trouble with the like some of the standards? Like some of these bands play standards. Did you? Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just wasn't, I just didn't have the miles yet. You know, like right. I, I mean, I was obviously talented enough to to be in right. the group, but I think um, like if something went wrong or maybe someone missed a cue or whatever, or or maybe um, maybe I started exploring. It's like, oh shucks, where, where 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 am I supposed to go now? Like I, you know, I just. I just really didn't. Um, but part of the whole process is just screwing up. Yeah, well, but I knew I knew that I knew that. But when I when I did screw up, it was really hard for me to get back on track. And and 
But whenever I did, I remember thinking like, wow, that was actually pretty cool. So then I started right. getting more bold and I said, right. well, let me try this. Let me try that. And so those are the growing pains that I'm talking about, because a lot of times I never made it back, you know, and, <laughs> and people would be looking at me like, what, what, what is this kid doing? Who hired him? It's like, oh, I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. I, I knew I was learning. So I kept I kept pressing and I kept trying and I knew I could see improvement uh, at the risk of, you know, messing yeah. up. Yeah, you know, in front of people on stage, but but I I knew that was the way to go. I knew if I was going to get better, I had to really you know push myself that way. Yeah, that's 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 so true because I still mess up on stage. <laughs> it's just a, it's a matter of how you react, how you react to, and you keep going to right. it. So, uh, hello to where am I? Um, Richard Probst, Tammy Reed says hi, Percy. Loved you with the last Bandoleros and Sting. You have a great smile, Tammy from Los Angeles. Uh, James <laughs> Perez, what's up, primo? Greg Manchaga, thirteen ninety two, awesome album. Irma Linda Bale. Hey, Percy. Bernice and Griel, awesome Percy, way to represent our class of 1997. Uh, Mary Jane Menchaca, Percy. Ernie Gonzalez is watching. Ruth Ceniceros, so proud of you. Senya Romagina, uh -huh. hello from a Russian girl in Serbia. Percy is the best. Uh, <laughs> D'Angelo, the cat. Amanda Montes, I remember that. I don't know what she's talking about. Amanda Lee Rocha, me too. They're talking about something you said, so I don't know. <laughs> It passes. <laughs> it can reference something else. Uh, Roger Bermea, nice. The Patsy Torres connection. James Perez, exclamacion. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Junior Melkor, uh, Melkor, Percy Boy. Henry Martinez, what's up, Percy? Thank you to everybody joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, we're here with Percy Cardona. Um, and I want to ask about your name later on. Okay. Because uh, we talked about it before we went on. But uh, let's do it right now. So where does the name come from? It comes from uh, my father. My father is named Presiliano. And so all the teachers back then were all white and they couldn't say Presiliano. They butchered his name so bad, you know, throughout this whole tenure in school. And so one teacher was like, is it, you know, it sounds really close to Percy. Can we just, can we call you Percy? Would you, you know, would you, would you be okay with that? And he's like, ah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll take Percy. So, so my dad is now known as Percy. <laughs> And so when I was born, he was like, I don't want him to have the same <laughs> trouble that I Percy. did. And he, he wanted to name me, um. He wanted me to be the third because he's junior. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's like, no, instead of that, I'm just going to name him Percy. That's going to be his actual name, you know, so he doesn't have any trouble. Uh, I mean, oh. now we're so diverse, you know, but right. you, you couldn't have predicted that. So, um, so, so, yeah, that's where Percy came from. And the last name? Cardona. I, we talked about it before we went on. Yeah. I don't hear Cardona. a lot of Cardona, but when I went to Spain, uh, which we'll get into later, right. uh, I saw Cardona everywhere there. So, which, so we, we're assuming it's... I'm guessing I'm Spaniard. I'm guessing I'm Spaniard and French, but I know I'm Mexican American too and Native American. If anybody I, knows what Percy is, let them know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone knows who I am, Cardona, Cardona. <laughs> Jeez, people keep popping up. You're popular, Percy. Uh, Henry Martinez, heads up, Percy. Uh, Joel Vargas, congratulations, Percy Cardona, on his awesome career. So proud. Uh, Mark Cardona, hello from Uncle Beaver. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're here in San Antonio. I have an Uncle Coyote too. <laughs> <laughs> we all we all have we all have names for I don't, I don't know oh and uh, Do the coyote and, and, and the beaver get along yeah yeah okay. they're brothers yeah and then Tio Chino I have <laughs> you can't make this stuff up <laughs> so you're you're in San Antonio you're you're making the rounds from the bands in uh, like Patsy Torres and stuff where right. where where do you make your I guess your big landing as far as like uh yeah I. Man, that's a good question. I guess who's the, who's the one that you stay with the longest to where yeah, it was I, the impact on your you career? You know, I never really stopped playing with, with bands. I just kept on playing, you know, um, 
I remember playing with Fama. I played with Ram. I played with David Mares. Um, for long extended time? Not, no, no, no. Like, you helped him out? No, I would help him out here and there. Okay. Uh, actually, Fama and Ram I only played with once. Okay. Um, it was just a one-off. But uh, Mares I played for, for a few shows uh, on bass and um, keyboard. I ended up picking up some bass, too. Uh, and some bajo sexto. <laughs> Stop taking my jobs. <laughs> so, but, so there was no particular band that actually uh, that you stayed with. And no, you no, you know, committed to that for um, a year or two. I guess, I guess the the band I've been with longest is Grupo Alamo. Yeah, so I I ended up playing with. Um, I met Ernie. He was a sound guy for Trisha. Right. And so I just kept in touch with him, and then uh, he needed a keyboard player. And so I ended up. I ended up. Well, I'll see what I can do. I, at that point, I had played keyboards in forever. I was just strictly on accordion, so I kind of had to relearn how to play keyboards. But um, I ended up doing okay, and and they, we we just kept on playing gigs here and there. What I like about Grupo Alamo is that they'll take breaks. You know, they'll they'll really hit it hard, right. and then they'll they'll stop. And you know, whether I think it, Ernie was talking about it, he he's in a he's a TMS alumnus. He is. Uh, yeah. He talked about that how it's you know it's it's still going. How many years? Is it? They oh, tw- twenty five. Like it'll be right? it'll be twenty five years but it takes next year. It's a times off, you know. Yeah. And he, he's got his thing with George Strait and, and other stuff. Other projects he's got going. He's right. very busy musically as well. Uh, so, Group Alamo, mm-hmm. probably your, your longest stint with with, yeah. with the band. And yeah. So yeah. other than that, you just kind of just started playing with hard uh, gun. Just yeah, kinda... yeah. That's all I was doing. And then uh, I, I remember uh, talking about the the dark ages of Tejano. Um, there, there weren't a lot of gigs, you know, going around, and right. I, I remember thinking, like, wow, I, I I'm, I'm kind of broke. I, I and, and you know, at this, I, I was making welcome to the music. Yeah, bro. exactly. Well, well, I, I had always planned to go to college. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I just never did because music was just so there was just so much going on in the music, right. and of course, did you think like, okay, once I get a break, maybe I'll go back to college or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I, I, like, I, just, I break, just the break never came. Right, it never came. I just, I just kept on playing, kept on playing, and then before I knew, I was like, wow, I. I don't have any college experience and now, now, now the gigs are going away and what am I going to do with my life? So I ended up getting a job, um, uh, at a gold's gym, right? It's actually called spectrum athletic clubs, right. but then it got bought out by gold's gym. And so I was doing that and then I was playing music less and less and less. And, um, and so I, rem- I remember missing it a lot, but, um, but I was eating, which is great. Right. And paying bills. And I worked my way up to manager too. Uh, not general manager. I was a manager of facilities, but I had three wow. buildings under my belt. Wow. So I was, I remember, I, I remember uh, thinking, okay, now, now that I'm financially stable, am I really happy? And the answer was no. Like, right. man, I'm like, I'm really miserable. I really miss music. And maybe I should really get back in there. And that's when uh, I was approached by Gabriel Zavala. Uh, he uh, he actually got my contact. Grupo Alamo did this uh, this show called Tahani Mas. Right, uh, right. I think it was on Case of Twelve, and so um, that's where I met him. And then he was like, "Hey, well, can you play?" Uh, actually, he wanted me to play drums at first because he, <laughs> he played keyboard and accordion. Right. So, um, and I was, you know, I'm, I'm a drummer as well because I play yeah, percussion. Of course, you play. Well, only thing I don't play is guitar <laughs> and and any horn instruments. Why stop yeah. now? Just learn learn to play guitar already. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, steel guitar. I'll play. Steel, I'll, I'll learn there steel guitar go. before I learn guitar. I love that instrument. But anyway, so um, he asked me, "Well, just just come help out because you know we you know." Um, I think I think I had lost a bass player, so they got another bass player, and they needed a drummer. Um, so I ended up playing drums, and the Tejano stuff I did great, but th- they do a lot of pop stuff, right? And I really struggled with the pop stuff. I mean, I was, you know, I was really, I was yeah. really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gabriel was like, "Well, I tell you what, um, a drummer's, you know, let me find another drummer. You know, it wasn't Christine at the time; it was someone right. else. Let, let me get someone else. Uh, 
and you play uh, keyboards and accordion, and I'll, I'll, I'll move to bass because uh, the other bass player ended up not working out. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do that. So I ended up doing that. And I was only going to do a few shows. And then I was with them for four years. Okay. Yeah. And I just, I just was helping them out forever. <laughs> helping them out, yeah. Like, can you help us out this weekend again? Yeah, After yeah. Next year? Yeah, you know, I just kept on helping. Can you help helping. out this year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, yes, I'll be there. So, uh, and then by then, uh, Grupo Alamo had got nominated for a Latin Grammy. So okay. um, I was part of that. Jimmy Gonzalez ended up winning that year. Uh, so we were, I was still playing with them. I was, I was, yeah, I was still playing with them. Modest to call me again. Um, actually the, David Modest, that's, that's the one when I first, first played with him, it was keyboards mm-hmm. and that's the time it was for a new year's gig. And he called me the day before and said, Hey, we just lost our keyboard player. I called everyone. I can't <laughs> find anybody. Can you do it? And, uh, and I knew him, I, I never met him, but I knew right. him through Ernie. So he was kind of the middleman for that. And so I was like, yeah, sure. So I, I, I just, I, I got a piece of paper and, uh, I wrote all the songs, wrote all the keys, tried to do all the patches that night. Um, and, uh, and I would actually write like some notation of how the song started, you know? Right. Just to get you, just, just, just to get from other side. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember the melodies and a lot of the stuff, it was a bunch of Royal Jester stuff too. That stuff is really difficult. Yeah. But I was, uh. But I, I thought I did a pretty good job as far as like my preparation. I mean, as as much as I could do within 24 hours. Uh-huh. We ended up going to Dallas, Texas. It was his, um, it wasn't New Year's. I'm sorry. It was his birthday. David's birthday. David no, birthday. it was New Year's. The, the, the disc he gave me was a recording of his birthday. Okay. Anyway. So then, um, so I, so I go and I, and I, I nailed that gig. I remember thinking like, wow, I actually played really well. And, and everyone was, I should get a bonus or something. No, but I, but I, I remember thinking, wow, I've come a long way because I, at first, you know, I would, I would show up and I just, right. not necessarily be lost, but I, I really didn't have command of my instrument the way. So you felt after the show, like you were like, you did everything you right. You should, you could have done. Well, yeah, everything I could have done, uh, in, in the amount of time that I had. And, and I played it, you know, incredibly confident. And then there, you know, there's some things like, oh, I don't really remember, but I know it kind of, I know, I know it goes up to the six, so let me play this. Right. And, it, and it was all working out. Everything was clicking. And I remember thinking, you know what, may, maybe I can, you know, maybe I should just stick with music, you know, because it's, you know, I, I definitely have the chops for it. And I, now I have a lot of, you know, a you lot of experience, experience now, too. Yeah, yeah. And so I, sh- you know, I really should run with this, you know, because this, this is what makes me happy anyway. And I remember on the drive back, we, on the drive over there, I slept. I, I went with Ernie Gonzalez, uh-huh. you know, because I was just up all night learning everything. And we were driving back and he could not stop. Like, I, man, you were great. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I can't believe how great you sounded. And, you know, just, yeah, just 24 so it hours. So it was a confirmation of, of, of what you needed to do and, and how you... How much work you've done to get to where you're at? I guess that was a might have been a turning point for you to where like I can do this. You yeah, know, right. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be I'm, on a keyboard or recording or whatever, whatever. Yeah, I I I always knew I could play music, and and you know, I always knew I wanted to be in this in the industry. But that was kind of confirmation. Like you are progressing. Like I am right. getting better. And you know, and then my goal then was like, well, let me keep getting better. Like I I, I just I just want to be you know the best version of myself every day. Right, and I, and I get it because it's it's at a certain point, uh, and and I can't remember where for me it was, but if if I get asked to do a gig that where I have like no notice or have to learn thirty songs for you know whatever right. whatever it is, I'm okay with. All right, I'll do it. You know, it's it's that level of I'm going to do it regardless. Yeah, you know, you know, I don't care what happens because <laughs> shit will happen that night. Right. But, 
I'm going to get through it. Yeah. And the gig will get done. Yeah. So I've done plenty. And I think, and I think just, I guess at a young age, you tend to be like, oh, if I screw up, nobody's going to call me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But now at a certain point, you're like, hey, I did the best I could. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly hard on myself. If, if, you know, I could play, you know, 90 tremendous licks and I have one terrible one and I'll think of that the whole night. Like, why? It's A flat, not A. What are you doing? It's jazz. It's jazz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's jazz. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, incredibly hard on myself, but I, I, you know, um, that was good for me though because I, I, I always practice a lot. You know, people, you know, it comes natural yeah. to them a lot, and and it does to me up to a certain point. But I don't, I don't think it's. I, I think people should practice no matter how talented yeah. you are. You, you need yeah. to, you need to get on your instrument and play. Yeah, I don't practice that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't play that much either. But if no, I, have, but I'm sure if you I used have to. a gig coming up, I will practice. Did you not used to? You, huh? When you were younger, when you're learning, you never used to practice at all. Really? Occasionally, yeah. I mean, you just that talented. Was, no, no, no. It was just like <laughs> I, I knew what I had to do, and uh-huh. I just got by on what I needed to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, sounds, oh, you, that sounds bad. Like, no, no, no. Well, do what I had to do. Uh, <laughs> I do that with Grupo Alamo because you know they'll take breaks, and then when when we have a string of gigs, uh, I'll I'll practice two days prior because right. it's just that's just so much to learn, <laughs> and it's very keyboard heavy too. So, Juliana bon, bonjour, Buongiorno. Happy to see you live. Tony Terraza, so happy to see for you, Percy. Uh, Noe Aleman, toca la cuñao. James Garcia is still going to record the Hano album. James Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Theo Psycho. Uh, Jerry oh. Perez. <laughs> Hello, congrats. Mark Cardona. Oh, I think we already said that one. All right. Uh, so, uh, Eddie Perez said you skipped over his solo album that recorded that he recorded everything himself. Did you record a solo oh, album? Oh, yeah, I did a solo album, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, well... Now, <laughs> Go make your invoice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I I ended up doing a demo at uh, Ernie Studio, and so, uh, and I was like, I just recorded everything because it's it's cheaper that way, yeah, you know. Of course. I mean, and I, you know, um, I guess I'm still still trying to find my sound, and I, you know, Tejano is great, but I, you know, Conjunto was really my first love. That so was, your solo stuff. It's you, Conjunto, yeah. It's Conjunto, yeah, really? yeah. Very progressive Conjunto. I think at that time I was listening to a lot of Dream Theater and a lot of like. <laughs> A lot hold of rock up, music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hold on. Are you telling me that your Conjunto album is influenced by Dream Theater? <laughs> hold on. So, the way... There's a lot of explaining I have to do. So, yes yes and no. Because um, at that time, I was getting into uh, rock music a lot. Okay. And... Um, I ended up, I ended up meeting uh, Emilio and Diego Navarra, okay. not not in Tejano, but in right. the rock scene. I was playing drums with a rock band, you know. Just you know, times were hard, and I was just getting a gig anywhere. So I played this uh, drums uh, drums for a uh, cover rock band. I ended up seeing them there, and they were playing a lot of rock. I was like, oh, and then I would see Tejano functions, and I would see them there. Right. I never really talked to them. We we would just see each other in passing. Did you know who the, you knew who they were? I knew who they yeah. were. Yeah, I remember seeing them. Uh, I remember seeing the Tejano Music Awards on TV okay. and. Then their dad would bring them up, and they were they were so yeah. little, and they were yeah. had the cowboy hats and stuff. <laughs> I always thought that was the coolest thing. So, um, so yeah. So, um, what was the question? Oh yeah, so rock. <laughs> so anyway, so I was getting into rock a lot, and um, and I was pushing myself. You know, I was listening to. I didn't listen to too much jazz because I listened to a lot of that in high school. I was really just trying to branch out because I was, I I I didn't want to hit a ceiling. I was, you know, I, I wanted to see what else I could do. So I ended up like, well, let's try this progressive rock. Uh, stuff and so I ended up um, seeing a lot of Dream Theater um, 
I bought their DVD and I was listening to all their albums yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, this stuff is wild. I go, I wonder if I, if I can incorporate this into, into, um, Tejano. And to a certain point you can, I think, um, I was talking to my mom about it, you know, when I was kind of experimenting with, with things and she was like, she's like, Miko, we like to dance, you know, like <laughs> you can't dance to that, you know, like that's just, there's right. so much. And so I remember thinking like, you know, that's true. And, and a lot of bands, when they incorporate rock into Tejano or Conjunto, they actually use actual rock. They, they'll do an actual rock right. beat and act, you know, and you can't dance to that. So I was like, okay, well, what I need to do is make it danceable. So I ended up doing all these licks and all these chord progressions and, you know, whatever theory that I could kind of conjure up from there, but not necessarily take like rock music or jazz or whatever it was, just the elements of what I like about them. And incorporate that See, into conjunto music. Now I want to hear this. Okay, is, is it out there? <laughs> it's out. Yeah, it came What's, out. It came out in two thousand nine. It's on iTunes. But, it is but, on but, iTunes. Yeah. Is, it, is it under Percy Cardona? Yeah, Percy Cardona. Yeah. So uh, I ended up doing the CD. Can I, I can I play some of that on the podcast? Yeah, that'd be okay. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, once this is edited, sure. Yeah. Uh, Disculpame <laughs> is uh, is everyone's favorite. Everyone okay. loves. Uh, that's an old uh, cachorros tune. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so did, you, did you change some of the, the old tunes like that and make it progressive? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, made it progressive, but you could still, like, you could still dance it. You, I mean, if, if I played it in front of an older crowd, they would still enjoy it because they could dance. And so that's, I, I, that's, that's how I married those. So on that album, you, you sang? And I did. You, yeah. I ended up singing, finding, still, still finding my voice. You can, you can hear some tracks that sound a little more thin than others. And, and I'm still trying to figure it out. But does your dad still play? Uh no, not really. No. no, no. He's 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 still around, but he's you know, he's he's a lot older and oh, okay. and he's just, I just he's, don't he's, if, he's hanging out. Yeah, I just wanted I just wanted if it was a <laughs> maybe a collaboration somewhere, but yeah. Uh, so the, you gotta <laughs> yeah. It's so okay. So just just to put a bow on it. So so the demo's done. It, it, I just wanted to figure out. Oh, let's see what I can what I can do. And I actually recorded on the V drums. Like I recorded. It's me on the drums, but it's on V drums because I just it's just a demo. And then. uh you know, Ernie and I were hearing it. This thing's pretty good. Let's just, let's just put it out, see what happens. So we ended up putting it out, and and the first year nothing really, nothing really took off. And then I think a year, like in 2010, all of a sudden I started getting calls, like, "Hey, man, you know, are you gigging? Are you gigging?" But at that time, I'm now I'm playing with uh, Stephanie Montiel, right. you know, and I'm playing, you know, I'm 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 a hired gun with all these other right, bands, right. I'm, and I'm really really busy. And that now it's it's picked up again. So I really had no chance to to do my own thing. Uh, I did do a, a few one-offs here and there, but I just got some group of guys and don't for, learn it exactly. For fun, just. yeah, just for fun. Just it, it, it just kind of learn a roundabout, and and there's some stuff on YouTube with there too. But it's it's not the right, well, it's, it's not gonna, the arrangements of the scene. I'm gonna look for that album. I okay. wa- I want to hear what what Dream Theater <laughs> sounds like conjunto. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how you get uh, to the Last Bandoleros and 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 from this point on. So uh, oh, step- you said you had already met. The boys, yeah, and, yeah. Well, I had, well, I had seen them. I, you know, right. but I didn't have any extended conversations with them. But um, Stephen Montiel had a gig in New York City. It was for the Lulac uh, convention mm-hmm. uh, and expo. So, um, so we had, you know, we were all dressed to the nine, which I love doing. You right. know, so so uh, we go up there, and actually, before we we go, um, Gabriel says, "Hey, there's a guy named Jerry Fuentes. He's a friend of mine." He's starting a band. It's called, uh, I think they were Los Bandoleros or The Bandoleros right. back then. They weren't the last ones yet. Right. So it's and, still the first ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were still the first ones. <laughs> and so anyway, so there was a, it is a sound. It's, you know, it's like rock music. It's like rockabilly country, but it's with accordion. And so, you know, he's asking if I know any accordion players, do you want me to give him your number? I was like, yeah, sure. I talked to Jerry. 
and then Jerry's uh, you know, he gives me the lowdown and uh, he sends me the material. I learned the material, you know, here at home. So I think on a Friday we played with Stephanie in New York and then the Saturday I played with uh, the Bandoleros. And that's uh, that's when I met uh, Derek, who's uh, Jerry's roommate. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the brothers. I I knew them. I mean, we, you know, we saw each other like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, but I really didn't have any extended conversations, like I said earlier. But I met them and then, you know, we kind of got together. And what I loved about that music is since I was brought up with, you know, since I was exploring rock music. And because I play accordion so differently than right. everyone else, whenever I played with them, uh, you know, it was it was it was a it was a match made in heaven, as they like to say. Right. I mean, I really, really liked their music, and you know, I was and I was incredibly comfortable with it. And and they, you know, I they had sent me some stuff, but they didn't give me any any references. They were just like, well, just come up with something. Just, so I right. so I had to be creative and just kind of you know, do, do I layer here? Or do I comp here? Or whatever I do, and whatever liber- liberties I took, they loved it. And you so you didn't play the old Steve Steve Jordan like no no none good. of those none good. of those yeah <laughs> not that they're bad. I, no, love, no, the Steve, fine, I yeah. love the Steve Jordan links, but I like to see accordion players do more than that. Yeah. So I'm glad you <laughs> took that approach to it. <laughs> so you met up with these guys and, and, and the first thing, that they, did they already have the recordings out? No, they had, uh, where do you go? They had that song mm-hmm. out. Um, and um, so I, I, I had that one. That one did, ha- did have some accordion in it, mm-hmm. but the other stuff, um, there was... Uh, it was just guitars, but I ended up. So when they called you, stuff. it was to go on the road, or was it? It to... was just for that gig, just for that one gig, okay. just to see, you know. Well, I think that was their first gig, as a matter of fact. If I'm not mistaken, that's the very, very first gig, and so I was part of that, which I'm pretty, pretty proud of. So we did that, and then um, I the goal was to keep playing with them, mm-hmm. but uh, the schedule conflict was real bad, and of course they're in New York, and I'm I was in San Antonio, and so the budget wasn't there either. So right. Um, they ended up going with another accordion player, you know, okay. um, which was fine. I was like, well, you know, good luck. And I would, yeah, I would see stuff that they're doing here and there. I was still playing, uh, down here. And then I was working on my own album, my, my second album, which I, influenced by, oh, well, it's just kind of just a, <laughs> More me- dream theater? it's a melting pot of everything that I've, you know, that I've just acquired. <laughs> now that one, I went with Celine Dion, Celine Dion. I saw, I, I, I saw Titanic. I was like, that's, that's it right there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So anyway, um, but uh, they end up calling me. Jerry ends up calling me back, um, and he goes, "Hey, how have you been?" And, you know, small talk, whatever. And he's like, um, "So I have some news for you." Um, he goes, "I know you're busy, but it, this is in November." Uh-huh. And he said, "What? What? Sixteen? It's 17? uh, f- fifteen, I think. Fifteen, twenty fifteen, twenty fifteen. Yep, twenty fifteen, November twenty fifteen." And he goes, uh, "Hey, um, he goes, I know you're busy, but." What if I book you now? Because the way I was doing it before, whoever booked me first, that's that's who right. I was going with. And if someone else, regardless of what, it regardless was. With, of, of of anything, even pay like some, well, I'll pay you more if you. Pay, right. I I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be that guy that right. was flaky, you know. Um. So my rule was just if you if you know if you book me first and I put you on my calendar, that's the band I'm playing with, and gotcha. and you know regardless. So he knew that. So he was like, well, I'll tell you what, I know I know you're busy. What if I book you now for January? And I was looking at January and it's all open. I was like, yeah, well, what do you have? He goes, we're doing some showcases. And so he gave me the dates and he sent me some more material. And then uh, and then he goes, okay, you got to keep it on the down low. But we got signed to uh, Warner Brothers. You know, we're with uh, Warner Music Nashville. But no one's supposed to know about it yet. It's supposed to be this big reveal on uh, 3rd and Lindsley in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh-huh. 
And I'm like, okay, well, I won't tell anyone. And I'm I'm the best to keep it secrets, <laughs> um, because no one will tell me them. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no one tells you. That. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, I, so I, I kept it hush. Um, January came. We we went and played um, all these showcases, and um, I think the record label had paid for my way out. So that's kind of how that worked. Okay. But after the showcases were done, um, the label just wanted me to stay. I, I don't know if it was the label or maybe it was the maybe the Bandoleros, but they they were like let's let's keep going, let's let's keep doing this. And and I was having a lot of fun with those guys, and right. I was like, yeah, let's keep on going. So we started started doing uh, a little mini tour, you know, just one offs here and there. Um, and then the big one was the Jimmy Kimmel Live performance. That's right. when um, um, that's the one where everyone was like, wow, you know, just you know, these guys are really really doing something. And um, so we played with Sting uh, on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Um, and actually, we had played with him before. We played with him uh, in New York. And uh, Sting came up and sang a song. And mm-hmm. then I think someone joked like, hey, well, we're doing Kimmel in two weeks. Maybe you should do that. And, and Sting's like, yeah, why not? It's just really cool. He's the coolest guy. Like Cause, that guy. Because Sting can do whatever the hell exactly. he wants. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? So, oh, uh, Okay. So yeah, so then we have that Jimmy Kimmel live performance, and 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 now you know the bookings are coming, and so I ended up. Uh, I remember talking to all the bands and like, hey, you know, um, last Bandoleros are kind of. Oh, now they're the last Bandoleros because I guess right. some some. Uh, I'm sure some some cover illegal. band was I'm the sure Bandoleros. Yeah, illegal, yeah. I, I I don't know that, that exact some bullshit like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I talk, I talked to all the other bands and say, like, hey, you know this thing's really taken off and you know commit, and, commit and guys. yeah so I'm, I'm i'm gonna do that you know and and see where this goes and so and everyone and i gave everyone plenty of time i mean um i think i had like an we had an open schedule because we were kind of booking stuff for later and so it was it wasn't like i need to leave today i was right. like no i'm i'm leaving soon so we should groom the next person whoever that person should be you know and and i'll do the best i can to help transition and um i'm pretty proud of that actually because i i i you know, everything went off. Everything went off really smoothly. I didn't leave Good. anyone in a bind. Good, which uh, you know, which most people in Tahano do. Not oh, most, I've done it once. I've <laughs> once, done it once, once or twice. Or twice. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I've done it by default. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I got double booked and I didn't yeah. check. I, I I hate when that. I I always felt horrible. No, mine was happened. intentional. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Oh, no, I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, at what point do you do you all figure out that? Uh, the tour's coming. Um, I think we figure out. I, I think that's in November, November of, of fall, now twenty sixteen, and uh, yeah, just one year. And they and were they, like, and they tell you, yeah, they told me. Do, did, they, yeah. did they give you the dates? So they said, hey, we're gonna go on tour. No, the, the last Mandaleros, I love them, but they 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 don't tell me anything. They, they <laughs> one time we did a gig in San Antonio. They didn't tell me what time to be there or anything. I had to look up on the internet. <laughs> And then, like, Jerry called me, like, you know, hey, four hours before the at? performance. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I forgot to tell you. And like, don't worry, I'm already here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so you so, find out, y'all find out, you, excuse me, y'all find out y'all are going on tour 2016 that with Sting. With Sting, yeah. On his 57th and 9th tour. Oh, my God. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What, so, what is, what's the first reaction? Is this? You know what? It, um, when I was younger and I, anytime there was big news, I was always, anxious or nervous uh but i was really excited this time i mean it was like there wasn't any i don't want to say no doubts it was more i don't know i was just excited about the whole experience i, I couldn't wait to do it right yeah and i was just had, i was ready to get ever done there. anything 
aside from the Hano stuff, which is mainly regional, mm-hmm. had you ever done anything yeah, on well, that I, scale? No, not that scale for sure. I, I, I mean, I did. We did travel nationwide, mm-hmm. you know, and I did visit many states. Uh, but I, as far as like an actual tour where you're out and you're right, gone for and you're, at a time. And yeah, I had never done anything like that. For some reason, I, I knew I wasn't worried. And even when I was out, people were like, do you miss home? I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been working my whole life to get to something right. like this. You know, I get it. Why, why do I yeah. want to get go home so quickly? You know, so I was, yeah, I was just excited. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I remember, I remember just kind of uh, reflecting on everything and just thinking, okay, what I need to do is go over there. I'm part of the Bandoleros. I'm not part of Sting. Right. I need to stay out of everybody's way, just play my part and then, and then shut up, you know, don't, you know, don't get in anybody's way. So I show up uh, to rehearsals. We have rehearsals in January of uh, 2017. And this is Bandoleros. This is for the tour. For the tour with Sting. No, you're not <laughs> not rehearsing with Sting, right? Yeah, it's it's they put they put both they put two drum sets. We we, we uh, they rent out SIR over there in Los so this, Angeles. This is a full full rehearsal with both one bands. week with both with both groups. Yeah, wow. And so, but I just I just figured, well, I'm just going to do the Bandolero stuff, and I'm you know then I'll just. I don't know, go get a coffee or something when it right. up. Um, but as I'm flying over there, um, I think I'm in a connecting flight and uh, and Jerry uh, texts me. He goes, hey, Sting wants you to play a, a solo in one of his songs. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait, which one? And he's like, it's it's called She's Too Good. I'm like, okay, well, um, so I download it. And then I, I, so now I'm listening to that all the way to Los Angeles. I get there, I go to sleep, wake up, just kind of fiddle with it. Um, and then we, you know, we show up to practice and uh, and so Ben Nero's play and then Sting goes up and he's rehearsing with his group and he's like oh right. she's too good and so I go up and I start I start uh, I start uh, playing my solo you know I, I play the song and then I play the solo and Sting's like yeah we're gonna keep that in because he, he did a number of songs he didn't know which ones oh, okay. I mean obviously he's gonna he do a lot of trying to figure out what, what the tour was gonna be right like yeah set yeah so he, he you know what I really liked about Sting is that he really um like it was always, how can we make it better? How can we make it better? Right. Let's switch this song. Let's try this song. Let's try this arrangement. And it was all on the fly. You know, it was like, let's let's do, uh, he, he did, uh, oh, I can't remember the song. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a country song of his. But he, he just like, you know what? I hear a reggae version. Let's do a reggae version. <laughs> and, you know, five, ten minutes later, everyone's doing a reggae version. And it sounds fantastic. Right. And, I'm, and, he, and so he ends up doing that version on, on the first leg of the tour. And but I remember thinking I remember being wowed by that like wow let's he just says let's try this and if it works let's then it's in the show if it, was, it, if it doesn't right. work well it doesn't work but um, and it never changed it was always like the 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 show or the set rather from the beginning of the tour is completely different from not completely different but a lot different from uh, the end of the tour you know because so it, it, it was it was moving. forever changing. changing yeah it, and and it, he you know Sting has a lot of people that that repeat you know they all. They'll show up to one show, then another, then another, then another. They'll travel, and so you know, I don't know if it's for them, but I, you know, maybe, I'm sure maybe. it was very refreshing for them to see. Right, and for I'm sure for anybody who's been on a tour knows they're playing the same shit over and over again. It gets, it gets yeah. tiresome. So oh like, yeah, I'm sure he just like I just feel like playing something different. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? He's yeah. Sting. He can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, uh, and the Bandoleros were only going to play uh, the North American tour. Uh huh. It was uh, Canada and uh, United States, and that's it. And then, uh, 
as we're doing the tour, uh, I ended up playing two songs. I, I played Next to You, which I played with him on the Jimmy Kimmel Live show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then She's Too Good. I ended up playing those two songs. Um, but then as we were going, like uh, Sting was like, hey, why don't you try uh, Pretty Young Soldier? You know, th- you play a little something there. And then, oh, sure. So and then now I'm playing that one. Oh, let's try, you know. Uh, he ends up playing Fields of Gold. Yeah, let's 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 let's, play, let's put a chording on Fields of Gold. <laughs> okay, sure. So, sure enough, just little by little, I'm I'm playing more and more songs. And then before just, I knew it, just stay on stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, before I knew it, I was playing because uh, Bandoleros had a five song set mm-hmm. uh, to open up, and um, I played three co- songs in the accordion and one song on the Weedle, you know. And so I played four songs with them total, and then once I started. Once I had six songs with Sting, I was like, wow, I'm playing more songs with Sting. <laughs> like, you know, I'm doing a terrible job staying out of the way. <laughs> but he's but he's asking me to do it, and you, you just don't tell him and no. Because he's Sting. He right. can do whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> What's crazy is that he, you know, he would just say, hey, you know, I, I want you to play this song. And the next day, we're practicing that song. Right. Or, or, you know, we're on, we're doing sound check, right. and we're playing that tune. And we'll play it that night. If he's like, yeah. we're, we're going to play it tonight. I mean, whatever he wants, right? So... Um, so I had to be prepared and I was, I was so happy that, uh, that I was, a, that I was, I was talented enough to do that. I was, I was actually surprised, you know, not surprised. I was, I was, cause it wasn't like that in the beginning and now, right. now it was. Look how far you've come. Yeah. It's like, you know what? You know, you this know, is another I, David I, Modest moment. This right. is another. You, I can do this. Right. You know, it's like, why shouldn't I be doing this? Yeah. Someone's going to do it. Right. Yeah. I was, I was, I, I was, I was ecstatic. So what happens after the, after that? After that, uh, Sting loves the tour so much. He invites us to Europe. He goes the Bandolero. Yeah, he goes. I really want you to do the Europe uh, leg as well. And so Bandolero was like, "Yeah, we're in." So um, you know, we all get our passports, um, go to Europe, and then continue that. Um, by then, I think I'm playing like eight songs with Sting. You know, sometimes um, we would do stuff uh, for sound check, uh, but he had like a VIP uh, section that would come see the sound check live. Mm. Um, I guess you, if you're a member, right? Uh, you know, on his website, a, a fan member, right? Uh, you could see those uh, those shows. So I we played different songs, and I played some of those songs as well. So I kind of did two concerts. I did the the paid sound check as we like to call it, and then uh, the actual show. So I was doing that, and then um, I started hearing some chirpings from uh, from some of the guys. Like, yeah, hey, I think Sting's gonna, I think Sting's gonna ask you to be in this group. You know, he's you're playing more songs with him than us. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I I don't know. If, I, I'm sure he's. You know, he likes what I'm doing, but right. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you'll ask me to join or you know, join the group. And so, so everyone just, you know, as as we're progressing in the tour, everyone just keeps congratulating, congratulations. He's going to ask you, he's going to ask you. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like stop doing, stop telling me, like, stop congratulating me over like something high, that's not. It's like a that, high school thing. Oh, yeah, he's going to ask you to the dance. Know, he's right? going to ask you to the dance. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh my goodness. So um, I I think I think the. I never had an inkling that he was going to ask me until until this one time he goes, he he had asked me to play another song, and I think uh, I think he said, "Man, Percy's playing so many songs with you. I mean, he's playing a lot on your set." Like someone just kind of says that, and and he goes, "Yeah, well, Percy plays for me now, don't you know?" He he kind of he kind of like does a fishing line and goes like that to me, and, but it's like a joke, right? Right. But then then in the back of my head, like oh, maybe he'll ask me, maybe I don't know. Did he just ask me? <laughs> just like, no, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, I knew it was a joke. Right. I knew it was a joke, but I, I, I was just like, oh, I don't know, because he, because he's a, he has a great sense of humor, so he's always, you know, cutting jokes like that right. here and there. And um, so the way I approached it was, 
well, whatever I'm doing is obviously working. Just just stick to what I'm doing. Don't right. do anything special. Don't try right. to wow him. Don't try to, you know, hey, am I, don't ask any questions. Am I? Are you going to ask me? <laughs> Nothing like that. Just 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 keep doing what you're asked to do. Yeah, do yeah I, I'm here for a job. Right. You know, I'm going to be as professional as I can be and you know, just be on time. Learn the material the way, I'm, you know, the best of my ability and and the rest will play itself out. And then so sure enough, we finish uh, we finish the Europe. We do the Latin America because Vandaleros now do the Latin America one and the uh, Asia legs. And then at this time, this is where we're going to um, the last Vandaleros had a, um, a U.S. tour. Like okay. a, um, and so Sting had another stint in Europe. So this is where we we're going to part ways. Yeah. So then so there was no way out of the Bandoleros. Bandoleros had to go. Yeah. Do the tour. Yeah. They already had right. that set up. So, um, so with that being the case, I was like, okay, well now, now it's come to an end. But then I, I finally get approached and like, yeah, you, you know, you got a job offer. And so, you know, um, before I get the job offer, or I guess, I guess while I get it, but before I say yes, the Bandoleros like, you got to do it. Like they, it, right. it wasn't like a decision that I had to make. You know, they were like, it's Sting. You need to don't. Just because you know we introduced it to him, don't right. don't think you need to stay with us. That's Sting. Like you need to go do that, you know. Right. And all the Bandoleros are so gracious, you know. And I was I was so happy about that because, you know, I because when stuff like that happens, you don't know how people are going to take, you know. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, it is an opportunity for me, but you know, may, maybe someone feels like, oh, well, you know, you're here because of us, you know, and right. No, you, no. I don't know. I just didn't know how. Everyone takes things differently, but they were so gracious and they were so supportive. So how did they ask you? Oh, Sting's manager asked me. Sting's manager, manager asked me. Yeah, yeah. He, we went out for coffee, and I, I knew something was coming because he goes, "You want you want to go out for some coffee?" And he's never asked me for coffee ever. <laughs> and we've we've already done like three, four legs at the time. So they no, no coffee. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, no coffee ever." <laughs> and uh, no, so he asked me for coffee, and that's 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 how that all came about. Did, was there? I'm, I don't know how that works. Is there a contract involved or just all oh, yeah. verbal? Is yeah. It, no, it? no, it's contract. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I read that thing twice and made, made sure I don't mess up. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Is it a, a time contract for a year, two years, or is this like a general contract to this? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't think I can talk about it actually. <laughs> okay. Well, we won't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. contract- I, was just, I was just curious yeah. if there was an, a, a length of time. Yeah. Or just, but it is a contract. Right. You are Sting's accordion player. Yeah. That's yeah. official, right? Yeah. Well, for um, I'm official for the 57th and 9th tour. Okay, so yeah. for that tour, that for the, you're for, the accordion, uh, you're for that Sting's tour, but accordion player. Yeah, but he, he'll you know you get a shirt or something like that. No, <laughs> I and no, I, I should have asked for a shirt. Right, a shirt. Yeah. Sting's I didn't want to ask player. for anything. I didn't want to ask for anything. <laughs> you you got to write it in on the country. <laughs> a shirt. <laughs> so at this point, you get offered the job. What, right. What what goes through your mind? I mean, um. Are you so, like holy shit? I'm, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know. Uh, again, the same thing. The, the the same attitude that I had towards first coming on the tour was like, no, this is this is my job, and you know, now now we need to get more familiar with Sting stuff because right. you know Sting was just rattling off songs, and right. you know, I mean, of course the popular ones everyone knows, but as far as the deep cuts, I don't I don't really know the deep cuts all that well, you know. So I was really studying a lot, and um, and I took it. Um, People from the band really took notice of that. Like, man, you're practicing a lot. Like, you're really, really, you know, everyone's going out, you know, checking out the town yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was just in my, I was just in my, uh, in, in my hotel room, just, just, just studying, you know, just and playing a lot. Um, so I got, I got myself familiar with a lot of things. Um, 
we added a few songs here and there. We, you know, of course, the set changes again. Um, and uh, since the Bandoleros weren't, um, since they weren't there, they were singing backup for Sting. But now right. they weren't there, so Sting hired uh, Ben Thornwell. He is a he's a singer for this uh, group uh, based out of New York called Jukebox the Ghost. Okay. So he sang backup. So him and his and Sting's son Joe Sumner they sang backup. And so I was the accordion player. So then that was the group for the Europe tour. Nice. And um, something came up later where uh, Ben wasn't able to, to do some of the shows. So um, it was just it was just Joe Sumner by himself. But you know, normally you need two back, backing vocals for a three-part yeah. harmony. I mean, obviously, for yeah. a three-part harmony. Well, and, uh, and Rufus... Uh, I was never who, that good at math anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I was going to say uh, Rufus Miller, who's uh, he's the... Um, the accompanying uh, second, second guitarist, he uh, he sang some vocals here, but um, I think Sting would like. I think Sting knew that he needed more help on on vocals, so um, I ended up getting on stage. I was setting up. I was stage right, you know. And Sting's, you know, kind of stretching and you know, relaxing on the doing on, Pilates. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever he does. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he's there, and he's like, "Hey, Percy, how's your singing?" And I was like, oh, it's it's pretty good. Relative pitch. I can hit pitch. Did, did you show up? <laughs> did I what? <laughs> Here we go. You should, have, you should have said, here's my CD. Here's my CD. You should <laughs> check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never bought my CD up. No. I bet you he would dig it. You think so? I, I think well, so. I don't know. It's 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 kind of old already. I mean, I... I I was a little wild back then. You can hear you can hear my wild adolescent hear. side. Okay, I didn't want to get you off track. No, no, so, it's okay. So he asked you about your singing, and you just yeah. And I said, no, I can hit pitch. I can, hit, you know, it's it's pretty close. I mean, you know, it's, I'm not bad. Is basically what I said. Right. And he goes, well, why don't we put a mic in front of you and you help us out tonight? Tonight. This is like the <laughs> this is a sound check for like that <laughs> that night. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So he like springs up, right? That you know, and he's like, he uh, talks to the sound guys. Hey, put a mic in front of Percy. He's singing with us tonight. <laughs> And so now, now I'm so now stage left, uh, and now background singer, yeah. for sing and accordion player. Yeah. So and um, so Sting's manager comes up to me. He goes, "Do you know the parts? Like, do you know?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I mean, I didn't know. If, I didn't want to tell him no. Make it till you make it. But I was. I mean, it's not. It's not like I didn't know my cues. Like I, I, I've heard the show. Right. You were. You. So and seen it enough and I, times. you know, I was. I'm always paying attention to everything. Um. And this has always been the case ever since ever since I was a kid. Like I was listening to the drums, I was listening to the guitars and the bass, and I was listening to like, you know, just just how how the musicians bounce off each other. The last thing I listen to is lyrics. I don't listen to lyrics. Right. I've never That's, listened I'm to the lyrics. Same way. Yeah. 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 To yeah. me, it's all about melody. Right. Me too. And so so that being said, throughout this whole tour, like I wasn't really paying attention to what was being said. I was just kind of hearing the instrumentation and how it's changed. So I knew what parts to come in and sing. I just didn't know exactly which parts to do. What the words were? Well, I didn't know the words either. Um, so did you use a prompter? I night? did, yeah. Okay, I ended up yeah. using a prompter. As a matter of fact, they have a prompter there just for yeah. safekeeping. Nobody uses it. I used it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it was there. Um, so uh, so they had the prompter there for me. And then, uh, so, so we did we did sound check. Um and I, I sang a few songs, but I, you know, I, it was it was clear that so, I, really, I really didn't know which <laughs> harmony to do. So, um, so um, Sting's manager, I tell them, hey, you know, send me a send me a copy of a live performance, you know, if you can. And he goes, yeah. So he he, he emails it to me right away. And so the I, I think I skip lunch, like I don't even eat, like I just stay in my dressing room and I'm just like studying. 
studying the parts. So then we get on that state, you know, that that night. And uh, so I told Joe, I, I tell you what, whatever you do, like, just do what you normally do. I'll do the other one. You know, right. if you go high, I'll go low. If you go low, I'll go high, you know, but I'll follow you, you know. And uh, and Joe was a tremendous help, you know, and, he, you know, he just kind of like he would kind of give me a look like whenever um, like like a, like a cue was coming right. or um, I don't know. You, you just. Yeah, I, I know you, you like there's, there, 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 there's subtle cues, cues that, yeah. they, that that musicians just give each other. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. kind of hard to explain, but mm-hmm. it, it's it was a tremendous help. Yeah. And then um, I get through the first night, but the second night I was prepared. You know, I I had everything down. I knew kind of had a fix of what Joe was doing. So then I was like, okay, well now I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and what I'm capable of because there's some really really high stuff too. Right. That uh that Diego Nevada used to sing. I was like, well, I cannot do that. I'm I'm taking that an octave down, or maybe find a counter melody somewhere right, else. Right. You know. And uh, the great thing about Sting, if you take liberties, if he doesn't like it, he'll tell you. But if he if if it's fine, he he just won't mention anything. So luckily, you know, um, ended up everything. Everything ended up working out, and so I nailed that second um, show. <laughs> and so things like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep you for the rest of the as a vocalist for the rest of the tour. Right. So now, now you're the accordion player and background singer for Sting. Yeah, on this tour, right? Fifty seventh and fifty seventh and ninth tour. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about your accordions you're using. <laughs> <laughs> what about the accordions you got? How about them cool accordions you got? Yeah, actually, Honers actually helped me out a lot. They uh, they they um, service my accordions. Um, they're based out of Nashville, and I've gone to Nashville a lot. Okay, so, so you were you had a relationship with them before? Oh yeah, yeah. After the Jimmy Kimmel, um, oh, okay, thing, um, they approached me, and and uh, and now I'm an endorsee for Honer. But they they they've been tremendous, and they've I've had a lot of support from them as well. So do you get like a poster, Honer poster? Maybe no, not yet, no? not yet. Yeah. I did send him a bio and some pictures. I, I don't know. Well, maybe that maybe that'll be the next thing. Who knows? Tell him, Honer, get on it. Get some posters made <laughs> with Percy on it, holding the extended, fully extended accordion. <laughs> I have a lot of pictures like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks to Honer. I know they're 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 mainstay with the not only the hollow music but many genres of music mm-hmm. as well. So all right. Uh, Percy, what else you got coming up this year besides touring with Sting? <laughs> <laughs> so you got anything side project? Yeah, that? you know, uh, I have one side project that I I wish I could tell you, but I okay. can't. Well, but can't no, no, contracts, can't side Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's 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 going to be something different, but uh, that's that should be coming out next Metallica year. Metallica conjunto. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? Is that no. what you're gonna do? <laughs> I'm not at liberty to say, but uh, but um. There's two other things that I'm also doing. Uh, another, I, I do plan to do another conjunto record. I, I I I want to do it. I don't I don't know where I'm going to fit that in as far as like how my schedule is now, but I know I want to do that because that's that's kind that's that's who I am and right. that's where I've come up with. You know, that's that's my that's where I was brought up with, and so I definitely want to do uh, a return to conjunto. And so, um, I was working on an on an album before the tour, so I have some stuff shelved. So it's it's not like it's it's not like I have to start from scratch, you know, right. all the drums are done. Uh, majority of the bass is done. So, um, I'm kind of halfway there. And then next year also, I have a YouTube channel that, uh, that I'm coming up. Um, I'll be a host for, nice. um, it's, 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 you can actually subscribe to it now, but there's nothing on there. It's called okay. some guy named Percy. Okay. And basically what it is, it's just, um, it's just an educational, um, channel for, uh, the general public who wants a better understanding of music and audio engineering. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. 
So, nice. so I'm, I'll, I'll be working with uh, someone from LA uh, on that one, and that's nice. uh, so I'm writing the scripts now. You know, very cool. And um, all that info and everything will be on uh, my website if you want to. What's the out. website, Percy? PercyCardona.com. PercyCardona.com. They can you can you can find your Facebook there too. Yeah. Everything yeah. there, all your upcoming products, the YouTube thing. Uh, you're still touring with Sting. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know how? Well. Can't get into it, but you're still touring with the 57th and 9th. Yeah, well, actually, um, 57th and 9th tour uh, officially is over. Okay, uh, but I do have some one-offs here with Sting coming up um, next year. Hello to San Juana, San Juana Sanchez. How cool, Kathleen Martin. Hi from Philly, Bertha Rodriguez, oh, nice. Madena. Awesome, so glad for you. Congrats, Percy, Amanda Montes. Congratulations. I had no idea. I can't wait to tell Dad. Renee Tapia Zuar. That's that's awesome, Percy. San Juan Sanchez. Way to go, Percy. Leonard Guerra's in the room. Rosalinda Martinez. Very nice, Percy. Abro Casanova. Carlos El Musico. Jorge de la Rosa. San Juana Sanchez. Hey, Maggie Serna. So happy for you, Percy. Her Percy, your song. Percy, your song, me, uh, Amanda Montes says, Percy, your song, me, Chaparita is a good one, too. Oh, okay. uh, Steven Garcia, I have that. Someone has it. Uh, Ray Artiaga, enjoying this. Chicano musicians always have a lot of explaining to do. So, <laughs> 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 great behind-the-scenes stories, buddy. Stoked for you, man. Uh, everybody's, I, uh, we've had a steady stream of people watching, and I appreciate you guys on Facebook Live for checking us out. It's Percy Cardona, man. He's the accordion player, background singer, uh, dream theater conjunto player. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for everyone. Uh, you know, I, I I'll, I'll write some stuff on Facebook or I'll write some blogs here and there, uh, just to, just to give people some insight. But I think the support has been uh, tremendous. People always uh, have nice things to say as far as like you know whether I'm an inspiration or I make them feel good or whatever the case. Right. And uh, and that's, that's that's always good to hear. I'm I'm glad that I'm able to have a positive effect on people. Uh, so so thank you very much. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> for listening to the texas music spotlight podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website texasmusicspotlight.com to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings until next time please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown